Listen, in the jacuzzi, there are no rules. (laughs) (laughs) If I do or say something that's unacceptable, just like, just tell me. That I'm gonna, I'll probably say some wild shit. If you, if you say something <laughs> wild, I'm gonna go even harder in on it. So David has to stop both of us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, wait, hold on a second. Wait, wait. I, I just, I really, I really got to dial into this and clear this up. Are you telling me that David is the voice of reason in this scenario? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. Which I don't know if that's a good thing, but. Man, David, that is not a good look for you. <laughs> I I like the idea that it's like, oh my god, David of all people is the voice of reason. He's such a yeah. fucking degenerate. <laughs> I mean, literally. A literal degenerate. L- literal degenerate, yes. Yeah, so I've, I've listened to some of your shows. I've not listened to all of them yet, and I've been really enjoying them. Uh, I'm. Don't say that. Okay, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. What? Thank That's you. No, he's like, oh, no, no, don't. Oh, we could <laughs> never take praise. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> don't stop don't stop um yeah uh well i'm super glad that you're liking the podcast and we're i'm so fucking thrilled to have you on here yeah you're you're awesome man i can already tell you're fucking dope that i'm dope oh as the kids say say, as the kids say you're dope yeah i feel my cold black heart warming up it's so sweet (laughs) <laughs> As the ghosts say. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. What's that? Did you hear something spooky in the distance? Is that a crick in the night? <gasps> Is that a crick in the night? <laughs> no, it's Spookberry Boys. Back with another scary installment of <laughs> spine-tingling stories. Today, we are joined by uh, my dear, dear friend, Fox. Hello. Hello, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm actually doing quite well. I, I, can't, uh, I can't complain. You know, life is good. It's weird, but it's good. Yes, that's quite a mood. Welcome to the Spookberry Boys. Yes, welcome to the Spookberry Boys. Oh, Spookberry is my... I remember when I was younger, my brother and I would go um, to our uncle's orchard and we would pick Spookberries uh, during the, the waning summer months. Oh, yes. Are yeah. Spookberries a real thing? I feel like I don't know no, what's going on. Not, not yeah, at all. dude. Yeah, they, they, grow, they grow on... Um, you just... They're actually very similar to apples <laughs> in uh, consistency. You just said it so like the way that you said it, it just felt like it was a real story, and I was like, "Wait, is that a real thing?" So, can you imagine how my children felt growing up when I would tell them <laughs> the most outlandish things with exactly this level of confidence and and nonchalance? That's honestly like my mom. I would call her. I call her. I still do it, but now she's like realized that I'm lying to her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll just call her and be like, make up the story, like. Just to get a rise out of her. And uh, now she just gets it. And now she's like, you're fucking lying. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I swear. I have to, <laughs> double, I have to double down. Yeah. Well, it's, it's bad enough now that like when I do want to tell uh, one of my, my – and three of my children are adults. I've got one small child, but three of them are adults. 
And when I do try to like impart something to them that uh, that is true but sounds uh, very, uh, as the, ch- the kids say, sus. Um, uh, like it, it takes a lot for me to dial in enough, uh, sincerity to to get them to believe me. You know, I've, (laughs) they're they're gun shy, you know, old man, you've been fucking with us your whole life. You know, I imagine this is, this is a high time of year for you because you're such a, you're such a Halloween fanatic Fox. You love all things spooky. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, my lovely bride and I, uh, you know, we we kind of keep the house in a certain level of decor year round. And this time of year, it's like time to go shopping for decor. Right. So we go to buy all the new stuff. And um, I spent some time also kind of redesigning my home office a little bit. And, you know, for for any video content that I record here, uh, setting up kind of a backdrop of some fun uh semi cheesy corny fun halloween type stuff i love that that sounds awesome i like to think it is you I know wanna, I, I wanna see it I wanna i'll see i'll it. send you a snap yeah as yeah. the as the kids say the kids as say. the kids say <laughs> <laughs> i'm on all the social medias you know i'm on the snapchats yes. and, and all of it yeah <laughs> yes i have done an instagram <laughs> yes <laughs> i've done instagram uh well uh we have brought our dear friend fox here today to read us a spooky story from his archives um fox i know that you are a writer is this one that you've written yourself or is this one that you've you've pulled from that is one of your favorites so uh what i want to talk to you about today is is uh we're going to talk about one story that happened to me when i was younger uh just just an event that happened uh, and then I actually want to talk about a handful of uh, Virginia stories that are um, supposedly true. We'll call them urban legends, um, but uh, you know we can talk about a handful of those as well. I would like that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this sounds amazing. So, so two uh, two stories. Uh, one of them is extremely short. The other one is a little bit longer. So the first one is when I was, uh, I first got into high school, I was probably in, you know, ninth grade at the time. And we had a cat that stayed pregnant about four times a year because my my parents never got her fixed, right? So she was an outdoor cat and that just meant that, you know, three to four times a year, uh, if I remember correctly, she was pregnant. And so we always had kittens and, you know, we always had to give them away and, you know, we never were allowed to keep them. Um, we had a litter though where there was this one cat an almost solid black cat that uh i had kind of fallen in love with um and we we named the cat uh Nottis, um which is uh satan spelled backwards and um you know it was this adorable tiny little thing uh my father begrudgingly allowed us to keep the cat and um one morning i heard a crash and I ran outside of my room over to where my brother's room was. My brother had a one of those box fans in the doorway. Um, and, oh, real quick, uh, trigger warning for animal violence. Um, you know, uh, this box fan had fallen over when one of, when the, the mother cat had jumped over 
the box fan and had kicked back on it with her hind legs uh, as she jumped over it. And when it fell, it landed on top of Nottis. And, um, you know, Nottis, uh, when I found Nottis, Nottis was lying there and, you know, was very seriously injured, obviously. Um, and uh, the, 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 we realized that we weren't going to be able to, to, to save Nottis. And um, Nottis did, of course, you know, did die, unfortunately. But um, about a month, month and a half later, I was in my room, and Nottis used to run through my room and, and go and run and hide in my closet all the time. And so for the first time of, of, of many times after that, um, I actually saw my, my cat run through my bedroom into my closet uh, to go you know, hide in there like, like, like she always did. Um, and so, you know, I had this for, for a, a period of time. I mean, it didn't last for a real long time, but for a period of time, I had like this little ghost cat pet, you know, uh, which I, I suppose was cheaper for feeding, but uh, it does mean less cuddles. <laughs> That's a little upsetting. Yeah, it's, oh, no, it, it was very upsetting. I miss cat cuddle. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Especially like little, little, uh, warm, snuggly kitten cuddles with their needle-like claws. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ones we don't so... stab. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up. Um, I grew up in a, in a way where I I was afraid of the dark for a lot of my youth. Uh, I have an overactive imagination. I've always loved weird, spooky stuff, uh, but also I'm also really affected by it. So I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I love you know scary movies and you know no movies scare me. And it's like I'm pretty much the opposite. I'm gonna get creeped out about everything, and that's kind of why I'm really into it because I you know I, I kind of like that feeling. But it does mean that um, there are a lot of times, especially when I was younger, that I would get scared of things, and I would you know it would affect me. It would affect. Uh, choices I made, things I did. So for a long time, even into high school, I never shut my door when I went to bed. At nighttime, I, I left my door cracked. Um, so like I would I would be in my room at night and so like that thin that thin blade of light would kind of cut a narrow swath through what felt like this impenetrable murk of my bedroom. Um, and I, you know, I, I had to do that because a nightlight often was just too intrusive. You know, it was just too much light in the room and I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. So one particular evening, uh, I decided I was going to change this behavior. Uh, I was ready to go to bed. I closed my door and I turned off the light. So there I found myself alone in the pitch darkness of my room. And uh, so I launched myself in the direction of my bed, quickly covering up and closing my eyes because I'd was I was honestly, uh, as a teenager in high school, I was still honestly that afraid something might be there to get me. Um, so you know I, that's what I did. I jumped in there, covered up. Um, have you have you ever noticed how much you can hear when everything around you in the world is quiet? You hear everything. Like you hear everything. everything. So in Minnesota. Uh, there is this place at Orfield Laboratories that has it's, it holds the Guinness World Record for the world's quietest room. It's so quiet uh, that no one has spent more than an hour in there. They say that you can actually hear your blood in your veins. That sounds like hell. 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's just it's so quiet. Like it's maddeningly quiet. I'm not interested. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know when you are in that in that quiet uh, atmosphere, like every sound is amplified. You know, I heard a very brief creak come from my closet door, and then just the softest of footfalls. One. Two, three, leading to the foot of my bed. And then there was silence again, just absolute silence. In the agonizing seconds, I, I didn't look up. Uh, I tried to pretend I was sleeping. You know, you do that thing where you're under the blanket and you try not to move. And you're like, you know, if I if yeah. whatever's out there thinks that thinks that I'm asleep under the blanket, that means I'm safe. Um, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. So that's where I was. And um, I thought that, you know, somehow that was going to safeguard me, you know. Uh, so then then I felt weight on the lower portion of my legs as if something had sat on the foot of my bed, uh, making sure to also sit precisely where my legs were. It sat there and it stayed there. I didn't open my eyes. I didn't move. Uh, but at some point I did lose consciousness. I think, looking back, the reason that I was able to fall asleep was because somewhere in my head, uh, I, I, I don't think I, I truly believed what was happening. The rational portions of my brain were searching for some mundane explanation that would satisfy me enough to uh, allow slumber to cautiously take hold. Uh, so this went on every single night uh, until I eventually couldn't take it anymore. You, do you know how many nights it was? Can you guess how many nights it was that I lasted before I, I stopped? One. For <laughs> closer, it was it was three. It was three nights. That, that's all that I lasted. Three nights of a mixture of panic and denial. On the fourth night, um, I cracked open the door, giving way to that familiar sheet of light to the rest of the, the house, letting it come in and sort of connect me. Um, and at that point, I never had to deal with it again, but as I got older, uh, as an adult, um, are you, you're familiar with sleep paralysis? Yeah, a little bit, mm -hmm. yeah. So I've dealt with it a, a number of times. You, you hear people talk about the, the sleep paralysis demon, and uh, you know, I've, I've read a lot of different things about it, about like, you know, what, what it could be, what it might be. What I do know is that if you're, if you're in the moment of sleep paralysis, um, no matter how much you think you know, like it sort of just goes away. It doesn't matter. Like uh, I can sit there and try to rationalize it all I want, but in that moment, I've 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 laid in bed uh, in that moment and had a sensation, you know, knew or saw that there was a thing there in the room with me, uh, felt that thing touch me. Uh, sometimes um, later on after that, uh, that those initial three days uh, later on being in a situation where I could see that thing uh, touching me and not able to move, not able to, to call out knowing that you're kind of awake and you're kind of asleep um, and eventually like you're able to like move a toe or move a finger and the level of panic of trying to get that to do something you know like if i put everything into this 
foot. Can I can I move my foot enough to make noise that that will get someone to come and uh, come and come and help me? You know, um, and I'm not sure what is behind that. You know, what is um, what is it that really is this sort of sleep paralysis demon, or is this just some sort of shadow thing that that our brain tricks us into seeing? Um, but I do know that it feels very real when it's happening, and uh, there have been there have been a few to fewer times that I was more afraid of anything than when I was in that situation. That is terrifying. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like so freaked out right now. Like I've never, I don't think I've ever met anybody that has actually been through that. But like I hear about it, and I know, like I hear stories about it. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think I've ever met anyone that has been through it, and it sounds horrifying. You know, it doesn't happen very often. I can honestly say that the times that I experience it, it's like, at this point in my life, it may be a few times a year at most that I experience it. But even That's knowing it, it, it's still horrible. It happened to me a week ago. Um, I was in bed, uh, and I was sleeping right beside my lovely bride, and I had moved in such a way that I couldn't breathe. Like, the way that her body was and the way that my body was had, had covered my face, and I wasn't able to get air. And I woke up, but I woke up in that state where you're having that sleep paralysis. And so I was aware of what was happening, but I couldn't move. And eventually I was able to get my leg to move. And so I started moving it furiously and pounding my leg on the bed hoping it would, you know, wake wake her up and it did. And you know, she rolled over and she's like, "What, you know, what, what's wrong and everything?" And and eventually I was able to kind of come out of it. But like that I I legit for a minute or two, I thought it is is this is this what's going on in my tombstone? Like, you know, um dude, you know, suffocated himself in his bed. Um yeah, it was pretty scary. Do you want to um buy a QR code for your tombstone? I would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a great business going on. Uh, you can get whatever sort of QR code you want on your tombstone, so it doesn't have to yeah. be that if you don't want it to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm gonna, as long as you don't etch it on there because that's gonna weather. You know, you got to put it underneath some like plexiglass or something. Yeah, yeah we will. We will. We're, we're yeah, we're still, we're still yeah. workshopping it. It's, yeah. it's my QR code is just gonna take the person to like. A series of the most creepy, disturbing videos they've ever watched. Just like it's just going to be a a, a a marathon of really unsettling, bizarre videos that that aren't that there's no explanation for. That you know what? That's very you. What you just said, like I'm so excited. I'm like, okay, we could have people choose their own QR codes and they it's take good. them to Can't where wait they want to go. Guy to die. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I have had sleep paralysis happen to me before, actually a few months ago, and it, it is, it's fucking scary, even though, like, part of you realizes, like, okay, I am awake, like, it's fucking weird, like, I woke up and I was able to, like, I could tell that I was awake, but it sounded like there was stuff happening in my apartment, and I was like, oh my god, is there, like, someone in here, and I was, like, too afraid to, like, open my eyes or, like, move or anything, and then after a while, it sounded like my sister was, like, laughing and, like, running around in a circle next to my bed. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? How is she here in Philadelphia? 
and I was like, it took me a few minutes and I was like, okay, this is just sleep process. Like I just need to wake myself up. But in the moment it's like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah truly. Now that, um, since you mentioned like that, you were banging your leg on the bed. Um, I did, I've done that many times, but I don't, I didn't feel like scared or like, it didn't feel like sleep paralysis. It just, I just had like restless leg syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing that, the thing that happened here was that I was completely incapable of moving anything else. Like I couldn't, I couldn't like move myself to get myself out of that position where I, where I, I, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move my arms. I couldn't make any sound with my mouth to 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 call for help. Um, you know, there was nothing that I could move. I, I was just you're just sort of like locked in your brain, um, and and you can't get out of your brain. That's spooky. Mm-hmm. Big spook. I think I had sex with the ghost once. All right. Can you, uh, would you like to go into more detail there? No, just that's <laughs> it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't want to go into detail. Was uh, was was anyone slimed? Huh? Ghosts, they slime you. You've, you've watched Ghostbusters, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. No, nobody slimed. Nobody slimed or got slimed. I'm sorry to so hear that. Unsuccessful. That it was. What you're telling us. It was bad sex. It was bad ghost sex. <laughs> yeah, that's bad ghost sex. I used to be in a band called Bad Ghost Sex. That, that's a good name for a band. Yeah. yeah. And when I was younger, it was a goth band I was in. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh that those were fucking awesome stories, Fox. Um, but I, I also was uh I was gonna talk to you know, talk to you guys a little bit if you wanted to, um, about a few a few of the uh Virginia you know, broadly, just Virginia um, urban legends that uh, th- that I've heard, um, and one of them is kind of, I-, I believe it's universal because I've talked to people from other states and they claim that that, that they also have this same legend, um, and I'm I'm really curious about like if anyone has solid information about it because I've gone online and I've lo- and I've read different things, and it's it's always you know, that it's supposedly out there in the country somewhere and that, you know, um, but when I was a kid, long before the internet, uh, stories like this really took hold because it was really easy to believe that like something like that was out there and, and maybe you and your friends didn't know, but somebody knew, you know, but like in the age of the internet, when like you can go online and look up anything, when, when no one seems to know where something is, you start to question if it's real. Right. Um, but in, uh, you know, when I was growing up, one of the big stories that we always heard about was if you went out into the country, um, and you know, sometimes it was it was uh, out in Bedford, Virginia. Um, I think was was where I heard it most commonly, but I, I heard mentioned for a few other places too. But there there was a place called the Seven Gates of Hell, uh, and I, I yeah, I've also heard that this is this is a story that people in other states have had as well, where. Uh, They'll have the story about. Usually, this is a place that is off of uh, a Route Six Sixty Six. Um, you know, as as one can imagine, uh, and it's a long road that that might be a driveway. 
and down this long uh, road that is usually not paved. It's usually a dirt or a gravel road. And uh, there's a series of gates, right? So, like, there's a series of these iron gates uh, that you have to go by. And, and each time you go through a gate, uh, things get progressively weirder, right? So, you know, as you go through, I think it's like by the time you get to the fifth gate, if I remember correctly, uh, your car stops working. Ooh. So, you know, you pass that fifth gate, your car dies, and electronics don't work anymore. And there's still two more gates to go through. Um, people, you know, people have claimed things like, oh, you know, you can hear voices, you can hear crying, you can hear, uh, you know, screaming. Uh, and, and supposedly, you know, you've got two more gates to go through. Uh, and there are accounts of, like, what it is that, you know, after all seven gates, um, one of the more common accounts that I've heard is that uh, it's a, an old, you know, I guess plantation style house, you know, like an old um, an old farmhouse from the, the Civil War era um, and that it is haunted and uh, it, you know, terrible, horrible things were done to the people uh, on that property and uh, all of their spirits still haunt the property and, and want revenge. That's one of the things that I've heard. Uh, it, it tends to be the more common story. Um, but I've heard recently, you know, looking online, that other states, including, um, I think it was Pennsylvania, uh, also claims to have a seven gates of hell. Um, so like, I, I would really be very interested to know if anyone else has, has heard these stories and if anybody knows anybody that's actually seen any of these uh, gates of hell, if anyone's actually gone out looking for them. Um, I, I grew up so curious about this stuff and always wanted to see it. And, you know, being able to look it up now, uh, you, you really can find some information, but nothing reliable. Right. And if there's one in Pennsylvania, you know, I know a lot of people up there and, uh, you know, some people who grew up in like rural, like middle of nowhere mountain Pennsylvania. So, like, I feel like if anyone would know, it would be them. Yeah. Yeah. If you hear anything. Yeah. Uh, that would be I'd love to I'd love to hear any kind of accounts that um, that people might have for it. It's crazy. Interesting. I don't think we had any, anything like that in California. Um, oh, really? At least not in my area, but I did grow up away, like, pretty close to the Manson Ranch. Like, there's, like, the one that he hit, the, he hit out in when he got caught. Um, and so we would go out there. And I also heard from a friend that um, they used to go do, like, ghost hunting stuff at night there. And it was kind of spooky. But, like, I don't know. The only thing that we really did was, like, there was... So I lived... I, it was in the middle of the desert. And, um... So people would go to caves all the time. So, like, we had, like, caves that were, like, oh, if you go in this cave, if you go deep into it, you're going to find this room. And it's, like, where they worship the devil. And, like, that was, like, our thing. Yeah. But I was never called the Seven Gates of Hell or whatever, Six, whatever. That's, uh, you know, that was a thing that I grew up with a lot was every story in, in at, some, at some point, it almost always involved devil worship at some point. You know, that was yeah, always the thing. Yeah. You know, if there's something bad happening, you know. <laughs> it's, it's devil worship. Got to be devil yeah. worship, yeah. You know. Um, another fun story. Uh, actually, this is 
it's Fairfax, and and this one is actually more documented. Do you, do you, are you guys familiar with uh, Fairfax, Virginia? I'm yeah, it's not. up in the northern bit of it, like right yeah. next to DC. I know yeah. about Fairfax, California. Yeah, it's it's a little further away. <laughs> basically than that. the same. Yes, yeah, so yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Practically, I, sister cities, if I remember correctly. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's a there's a story in Fairfax uh, about the Bunny Man. That sounds scary. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> How do I turn this podcast off? <laughs> I don't know this person well enough to tell if that's sarcasm. It is sarcasm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But if I if I spook you too much, um, so the Bunny Man is a story that uh, originated, if I remember correctly, back in the 1970s. And so there were sightings of a man wearing a rabbit costume, and he would attack people with an axe or a hatchet. Mm. Um, yeah, so like there's this uh, Colchester overpass. It's an old um, railway overpass uh, near Clifton, Virginia, which is in, which is in Fairfax County. Um, and that's where a lot of the stories take place uh, around over there, um, like one one of the stories that I've heard is, you know, uh, back during the seventies, this uh, prison bus was transporting some some people to a um, a mental institution, you know, um, and of course it it crashed, you know, as as they do, uh, and a lot of the prisoners got out and they ran away and they rounded up all of them except one guy. Uh, one guy who was destined to become the bunny man. Um, uh, he apparently, like, people were finding uh, bunny, or bunny, <laughs> rabbit uh, carcasses and rabbit skins in, like, weird places. Um, you know, and, and that's when the story started about this man in a rabbit costume threatening people with an axe. As, you, know, um, you know, that apparently he was... Uh, he he's out there. He's. I think they made like a B movie about it, if I remember correctly. That there's a there's a B movie out there that is inspired loosely by this um, this story of of the Bunny Man. Um, that, I, um, I feel like yeah. I feel like I I can see the picture in my head. It's like a tall dude in a bunny outfit holding yeah. an axe. I'm unfamiliar with this story, but I think I'm good on meeting the bunny man. I think that, you know, I'm happy to keep a respectable distance from him and uh, just leave it at that with him. Do you know what it kind of reminds me of in a weird way? Do you guys remember um, that thing that happened a few years back with the clowns? Yeah. Oh, we talked about that. Actually, one of the episodes we talked about that. Yeah, we were just talking about that. I was just thinking about that. It was a fear of mine because I was like... Every time I went to my car, I'd be like, I know there's going to be a fucking clown out here trying to murder me. I mean, like, it was so weird. It just seemed like there was this moment where uh, a bunch of independent people decided around the country were going to dress up as clowns and just stand menacingly in the distance. And uh, it's such a strange thing. It happened, and it was like, it, it, it goes on for... A relatively short period of time. At the time, it it seemed like it was a lot longer. I remember because yeah. we were kind of making jokes about it, but at the same time, also going, is there 
is there something happening that you know that maybe yeah. we should be aware of you know that we should be aware of um mm-hmm. yeah that it was uh it was really weird though and and i think about that like you know i, I wonder if there's um i haven't actually done any research on that i wonder if there's like some interesting like urban legend type stuff that's been that's been done about uh about the clown sightings a few years ago I wonder if there's a place where I can sign up to be a clown. Like, what if I want to get in on the fun? You, too, can be a dropout at Clown College. <laughs> That's right. Um, Listen, Steve-O from Jackass fame, he was a dropout at Clown College. And look oh, at him now. Yeah, look at him go. Yeah. I yeah. mean, hang on, hang on to your dreams. Uh, yeah. Pat Oswalt does a bit where he talks about... Uh, clown at a, at a party he takes his daughter to and you know they had hired a clown and uh it was it was another kid's birthday party he's talking to the mom and she's like yeah we hired this clown he hasn't showed up i'm kind of mad and then like way off in the distance they're at this park and way off at the distance coming out of the tree line is the clown nope no he just sort of ambles towards them you know not even running uh, and like the whole encounter with the guy that's the clown is just really weird. And, uh, you know, he talks about how the, the lady says, um, that she's really pissed off, but I kind of want to see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this episode is awesome. It's so good. I could sit here and talk to you about this spooky stuff for hours. So let's do two more hours. Two more sips. I've got some peach schnapps <laughs> here somewhere. Give me a second. Uh, uh, no. get, get sit down and get real comfortable. Get sit down, get real comfortable. Have a drink. Have a drink. Yeah. Um, no, I, I've had a I've had a good time good time talking with you as well. Uh, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what to expect, and and probably let's be honest, you guys weren't really a hundred percent sure what to expect from me either. If we're if no. We're, if we're being fair, I, I, I definitely wasn't because I don't because I don't know you like that. But like David knows you. So. I expected us to like sit down and have a bit of a goof and then you tell us some fun, spooky stuff. And um, I think that was all accomplished. But as far as, you know, the whole process of having a guest on here, we're v- like woefully like we have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, we're just playing it by ear every time. Basically. <laughs> yeah, but I think that you guys are playing it by ear in the, the best possible way. You're having a blast and uh and, and it's a it's a fun thing that you've got going on. The the laughter and the joking between the two of you is is infectious and it's very enjoyable. Uh I'm I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I'm very appreciative to you know to, to be able to come on here and, and hang out and chit chat with you guys. It's great. I love uh love being able to hang out and talk. Yeah, we definitely, I want to, I think we should do something again sometime and just like have a full episode. Um, Because, yeah, you seem really cool and this is fun. And I could, like I said, I could keep going forever. Yeah, if you're interested, you're more than welcome to come back, Fox. Oh, I'm 100% interested. Yeah, it it would be great. Uh, And and honestly, like, I, you know, if if we do this later on, I'll uh, I'll set a lot of... uh, time ahead of time i'll i'll really have have a good uh span of time to really prepare something uh super special for you fine boys that'd be awesome Thank oh you. 
I can't promise we'll know any better, like what to do when having a guest (laughs) on, but we will have fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the main thing, right? That's that's what matters. Yeah. That's the main Um, thing. Yeah. So, uh, before we let you go, um, was there anything that you wanted to promote? Oh, anything that I want to promote? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thank you, David. Um, so in, on my own, uh, as, as Fox, um, I do a couple of things that uh, I'm still, honestly, I'm still defining them out. I'm still parsing out exactly what this is. So, you know, I enjoy things that are spooky and creepy and weird. uh, And I also enjoy humor. And uh, I like to try to combine some of those things together. Um, And I have uh, a project that I've been, I've been working on um, called uh, Your Infernal Daddy. Uh, which is sort of a, you know, if you think of like horror hosts in the, in the realm of like, um, you know, Vampira and, and, and Zachary and, 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 you know, even like Elvira. Um, if you think in terms of like that horror host sort of idea personality, that that's really what I was thinking as far as uh, your infernal daddy goes, but rather than it being a thing where I'm hosting, uh, you know, bad horror movies on on television. It's more about trying to promote artistic content. Um, I, I I love the idea of trying to uh, promote different people's artistic and, and creative endeavors towards things that are horror esque or or creepy or weird, and and just having a lot of fun with it, and and hopefully even building a community around it uh, that's a a fun and and you know enjoyable caring community uh, around the the weird shit uh, in life um, so along with that is you know food and drink and ghosts is um, something I'm doing with that which is very specifically around entertaining uh, you know have some food have some drink you know have some ghosts uh, it's a from a line from Vincent Price uh, from the house on Haunted Hill uh, there'll be food and drink and ghosts is the line. And, um, that's, those are things I'm working on right now. I do have stuff up on, uh, on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and, and, and TikTok. Uh, been doing some, uh, stupid little videos that I'm enjoying doing. It's been a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoy the TikToks you've uploaded to food drinking ghosts. Yeah. I've not seen them, but David needs to share them with me. Thank you, David. Oh yeah. P- p- please do. <laughs> <laughs> There's one you uploaded the other day where you're like on a, you have like a, a sword and you're riding around on a scooter about like yeah. going to fuck things up and then you fall over. Yeah, the the wipeout. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. That was yeah. everything about that was perfect. That whole video was amazing. The best part is how it wasn't planned that way. I was gonna do a a more drawn out thing where I was just you know goofing on this scooter, and what actually happened is that I wiped out while we were filming. And after I picked myself up off the ground, I was like, did you, did you get that? Change of plans. <laughs> I'm not wasting this fall. No, of course not. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, at my age, I could have broken a hip or something. You gotta, you gotta do something with that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Capitalize on that. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Too much. Yes. <laughs> well, Again, thank you so much, Fox. This has been such a treasure. Um, if you want to submit your own spooky stories for Spookberry Boys, you can reach us on our Facebook page at Strawberry Boys Podcast. You can reach out to us at our email at strawberryboyspodcast at gmail.com. 
We're also on TikTok and Instagram if you want to check us out there. Uh, harder to reach us there, but, you know, more cool stuff. Um, and we also have a link tree if you want to see all that stuff consolidated. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, have a good one, y'all. Bye. Thank you so much. <laughs> Farewell.